0: Welcome back to OTT Executive Podcast. I'm Brian Mahoney, CEO of Trenda Research and president of the OTT Executive Community. I'm joined here today by EJ Klein. Welcome, EJ.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's um, it, it, it's such a great pleasure to be with you today.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, introduce yourself, your background, kind of what you're doing now.
1: Uh, that sounds great. Well, I have was very fortuitous to... Um, graduated from college at Smith College uh, in Northampton, Massachusetts, and uh, right from Smith, uh, when I graduated, I went into the management training program of Continental Cable Vision, uh, and uh, I did the general management track. But after the whole year of management training with Continental up in the The Portsmouth and Springfield um, area, uh, Massachusetts, uh, I was able to um, uh, not go, not stay on that general management track, but go into ad sales in 1989. Uh, And uh, at that time, cable advertising was just taking off and it was the new hot um, way to, um, you know, for advertisers to advertise, very economical. And uh, I was with Continental for three years uh, and then I went to Cox Communications and I was actually a national advertising co-op specialist with them. Um, And so in 93, 94, I actually... um, uh, was, uh, networking with April Reitman from ESPN. Um, and she put me in touch with Greg Willis, the, the director of the food network in affiliate sales and distribution. And, uh, the food network was just launching at that time in 1994. Very exciting. Um, and, uh, I interviewed to become the head of the Northeast region for the food network. And I actually, um, got the position, uh, moved to New York City from Connecticut and uh, started my 28-year career in uh, affiliate sales and distribution of uh, not only uh, the top United States uh, cable networks, but also international networks as well. Uh, My career spanned five years with food until our biggest competitor, scripts Network bought us out. Um, and that was very interesting working for your, your biggest competitor in the, in the, in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed one year with, um, with scripts and then I went to Disney and I had a phenomenal, um, phenomenal, uh, uh, 15, 16 months with Disney running the Eastern region, uh, until I was called by, um, the home shopping network to come down and to run the Comcast account in affiliate sales and distribution. Huge job for me, big financial position, big travel across the United States uh, where I learned to un- understand and know Comcast better than I think Comcast did itself. But um, I was brought in to actually um, raise um, more subscribers uh, within the agreements uh, between Comcast and HSN. Uh, and then uh, I was there for five years, and then I moved on to Universal Music Group, where I, um, I, I launched um, their uh, new network, IMF, uh, International Music Feed, and handled the national um, distribution of their network until they sold their assets, their film library, to the um, to actually to um, Ovation Network. And then I started my own company, Klein Media Works in 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, where I actually um, worked with international networks and emerging U.S. networks and traveled around the globe um, uh, and uh, started my MBA in global management at, uh, at uh, Nova Southeastern University. And um, at uh, Wayne Hazuka School of Business and Entrepreneurship, the only B school in the country uh, with the word entrepreneurship in there. And uh, and then I started taking on technology clients as well as distribution clients. And uh, in 2013, 14, I worked with across platforms, one of the builders of the X1 platform. Uh, um, app. Uh, and uh, I was one of the first project managers and content on the international side uh, for the X1. And at the same time I was doing that, I became a test tone for the X1. Uh, and I was living in Andover, Massachusetts. And I was just really privy to so much information of the upcoming cord, cord cutting and what Comcast was actually doing to combat that with the X1 platform. And I said, uh, such a coincidence being a test home now, I've got to do something about this. And so um, I, after I finished that consultancy with the Cross Platforms, I started um, my own company, Cloudforce Digital Media. Uh, we also work with the interactive uh, cable operators and platforms on distribution. And um, I put in the business my business plan that we would launch our own streaming service, uh, actually two streaming service: one a virtual MVPD, uh, and also a global film uh, network uh, of independent uh, films, cur- you know, carefully curated independent films, uh, and our own original programming, and that we would launch that by the end of 2020. Uh, however, you know, by 2019. That's when the pandemic started. Things Mm -hmm. got pushed off. Um, And um, here we are right now moving uh, very quickly to launch. Uh, We will launch Molecule Films in the third quarter of 2023. uh, And it will launch in the UK uh, and the United States. And then in second quarter of 2024, our virtual MVPD Molecule TV will launch uh, as well. So We're very different than uh, some of the top uh, streaming services, because they include TV and the film product all together Mm -hmm. in one app. Uh, We're different. We have the two streaming apps uh, separate of the TV model and uh, and then the global model as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because they are really different animals. Before we get into that. So just kudos to you. You were at my first OTT executive summit in 2014, right? In Boston? I
1: was. I was. Yeah. And
0: so people had two questions for me. Why Boston? Right. And it was the middle of a snowstorm. Do you remember? I don't know how you got there, but like half our attendees like couldn't make it. (laughs) And then the second was. Sorry, go ahead. ahead.
1: No, the great news. I was living in Andover then. So it was just a, a quick ride to Boston, but still it was challenging in the weather.
0: Yeah, and we have but a ton of people coming up from New York. And I and and uh I just remember thinking, wow, okay, you know, this is a interesting start to this. And then your career is is amazing. I mean, you've you've experienced the whole history really of of cable telecom all the way through the um the streaming world in your career. You've been in all those major inflection points, what you know, it was Disney or supporting Comcast or back in scripts and major brands and stuff. So, you know, we could spend hours just you know sharing notes about um people we know and different products. Uh, interesting to know about the X one. Um, that's pretty cool. So, um, and advertising another big thread in your career too. And it's kind of funny how we're going a little bit full circle now in this re-aggregation of media properties and, and they're starting the, The major streamers are starting to look a lot like cable bundles, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. Yes, they are. I was just reading, um, that you know uh that the the C, the ceo of netflix said we should have gotten into advertising a long time ago mm-hmm. um I, I agree with that um and i do believe it's going to be a challenge for netflix because you know they've always sold that were no advertising and now uh their subscribers will have that benefit i think it'll take a while for the company to balance out with their subscribers because of the 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 um the customers that that uh state you know that went with them because they had had uh no advertising to the no mm-hmm. advertisers as well so but the good thing about that they're going to attract with that with um with the advertising product uh they'll pra- uh, attract a lot of younger uh mm-hmm. you know n- and never cables and uh and cord cutters as well so um it's 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 an interesting marketplace but the great thing about our both of, our, both of our streaming platforms, we're both SVOD and AVOD mm-hmm. at launch, and we'll be offering those services right from the get-go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a couple of lessons here. One is don't be inflexible, right? Never say never. Um, two right. is hybrid models are probably best, right? You know, Give your different demographics that are more price sensitive, you know, a fast or AVOD type of service. Subscription have its benefits too. Some people hate the ads and they want a sort of more controlled universe you want to offer them that. And, you know, you just want to accommodate your customer with all the tools we have now. And, you know, understanding of the advertising business models, there's really no reason not to offer them options.
1: Well, we, you know, with the, with the pandemic, we had quite a downturn of subscribers in the US mm-hmm. subscribers. We were going into the pandemic at about 183 million subscribers on streaming media, and we're down to 113 right now. So uh, there's room again to grow here, but it, it mm-hmm. just uh, really reflects a very, you know, uh, you know, incredible flexible marketplace right now.
0: Yeah. So what is that? How does that bode for the future of the streaming industry? Are you at all concerned that we've seen this retraction? Um, How does that affect how you look at your business model? How does that affect potentially your launch plans of the next, you know, four quarters or what have you? You know, where is there a level set here that was needed? Um, or is it sort of more of a, of a downward spiral that you're looking, looking at?
1: Well, I think for the mature networks, there was a level site needed. But with us, we are very flexible and nimble. Over, we actually do f- uh, follow the, f- uh, the Netflix model of being an independent streaming service. Uh, of course, based in the United States. But um, when we launched the Molecule Films, that's a global film product. Uh, very competitive here in the United States. Uh, with the streaming uh, services. And that's why we wanted to launch the virtual MVPD as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you'll have both uh, our film product and our our virtual MVPD product, our TV product um, separately in the marketplace, which gives us huge cross-channel opportunities. And also on the pricing side uh, with U.S. subscribers, there'll be free periods on both Mm -hmm. sides when they launch. Um, and but the molecule film product, uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're launching uh, in the next three years in thirteen countries, uh, and uh, you know we'll compete right against the, the big streamers, uh, Netflix and Amazon that pretty much control already uh, the global marketplace. But there's room there's room for other film, another film, independent mm-hmm. uh, streaming service, um, both AVOD and SVOD within the EU, Asia, um, you know, South Africa, and Canada, and the Caribbean as well.
0: And there seems to be no um, lack of funding for content, um, original content. I think Netflix is still gonna spend 17, 18 billion, Disney, 30 billion. Um, obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, um, need and, and money chasing content. That's what draws people in. Content is still king. Distribution, obviously, and, and accessibility is very important as well. How does that affect your content strategy? First of all, what is your content strategy? Is it broad? Are there certain niche or community of interest you wanna go after? Are you lo- looking to compete directly with the Netflix or is there some nuance to your target audience?
1: I believe we'll, uh, with our Molecule Films product, we'll compete more with Netflix and Amazon Prime uh, mm-hmm. outside the United States. But inside the United States, really when you look at independent curated films, series documenting a original programming. We're really um competing with the AMC networks. We're AMC um, Plus, mm-hmm. uh, Movie, uh, Sundance. Um, I-, I would say that, uh, you know, very much next to HBO Max, um, uh, which was just voted the top uh top um streamer in the country. And I can see why. Um, you know HBO very much, um, they, they just offer the right mix of original content series and they have such an incredible library as well. Wow. So um, the film acquisition library uh, complete with the original programming uh, is is really um, where, where the film product we'll will be at. Now with the virtual MPPD, the other uh, virtual MPDs, um, uh, YouTube TV, uh, Sling TV, uh, FUBU TV, Hulu TV, they've done a great job of increasing their revenues, particularly in this past year. And so they're really paving the way for our, for Molecule TV and our virtual MPD to em- enter the market at, 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 a, at a strong pace.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're, there's no concerns about oversaturation of the market. You're going to carve out your own niche, um, you know, your own brand, your own target audience and provide a, you know, value added service to what's out there right now.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, You you have to look at the distribution. We already have distribution deals in place uh, that reach uh, within our territories we're launching for Molecule Films and Molecule TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, Molecule TV will just launch in Canada and the US, but the Molecule Films uh, globally. Uh, But we have distribution agreements in place that will be in front of 70 million households Mm -hmm. potential over the next, uh, next three, four years.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned original content. Are you building out your own studio infrastructure? What does that look like? What are those plans?
1: Yes, we are. Uh, We'll have a studio in Los Angeles, uh, in Santa Monica, and also in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow, Nashville.
0: Um, Very exciting. Okay.
1: We have the East Coast and uh, the West Coast uh, production facilities. Uh, Nashville is a huge, um, you know, growth city right now. uh, Incredible talent there. And a lot of the uh, top production uh, producers and production uh, studios are there, um, and in uh, and, and Los Angeles, of course, we will not have the, the the big size that Amazon and Netflix have in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. but it'll be a much, but enough to house our, our our content team.
0: Yeah, it's nice. I mean, obviously, LA is a is an obvious obvious target, but uh, having a studio in, in Nashville, you get a different mix of talent and the vibe's different and, and everything. So I think that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. How about international? Tell us a little bit more about your international plans.
1: So our international plans are pretty exciting. Um, first of all, our international office is going to be in Amsterdam uh, because of uh, our distribution partners, uh, as well as our technology and our investor partners. Uh, but right now we're looking at that office to open up in The Hague. Uh, whenever okay. I come in, you no, know, The Hague has, over 180 international businesses there, many from the United States. Uh, but when I come to uh, to IBC, I usually um, stay in the Hague, and I've stayed in the Hague for several years. But I just see it's going to be a great place for us as well, particularly again with our uh, our investors, distribution, and technology partners.
0: Yeah, I know the place pretty well. I did a stint uh, with TomTom Tom in in uh, in the Netherlands for a little while. Den Haag. Um, also love Belgium too. That was uh, we go down there for. Nice meal, nice walk in uh, in Ghent, and wonderful chocolates too. So um, that's it's
1: it's cool. a close train ride there back, of, you yes. know, back oh, and yeah. forth. Yep. Uh, but but also on the international side. So we will yep, we're launching in the UK, US, uh, UK third largest streaming market in the world. US that's our first launch next uh, third quarter of next year, twenty twenty three, and then we move fairly quickly into Germany and the Netherlands to launch. Uh, and then we'll launch across the whole Scana- Scandinavian uh, Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and our next launches are in uh, Japan, uh, the following year, as well as uh, Australia, uh, and then by twenty twenty six we will be in South Africa and Italy and France as well.
0: Wow, you've got a full you've got a full plan there. You've got your your hands full too, so that's great. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the changing consumer. Um, they've got a lot of options out there. Um, you know, initially, I think I wrote one of the original OTT reports. I want to take credit for uh, coining the term back in 2007, believe it or not, and then a refresh in 2011. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the companies that I had introduced or was tracking at the time, a lot of them aren't here anymore. Many of them got acquired. And uh, the bigger players are all on board now. So the consumer is pretty well educated. They're very sophisticated about what their options are. But the user, mm-hmm. experience, the user experience still isn't fantastic. It's still fairly fragmented. Um, it's getting better, um, but we still have content sort of all over the place, a cornucopia of content. It's not always clear what service it's on. You know, I'm always like, okay, we want to watch this show. Is it on Netflix or Prime or Peacock or whatever it might be? Um, is there anything that uh, Malkio Entertainment is going to do to help sort of uh, in, improve that overall uh, sort of user viewer experience?
1: Yes, absolutely. So our research shows us that uh, the first, foremost important thing to any subscriber is choice. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you just talked about, you know, uh, the sophisticated subscriber knowing exactly where to get the content they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to be competitive in this marketplace, what we'll be doing is we'll be introducing uh, a couple of more categories that will be very unique to the subscribers that we will, um, you know, will offer, you know, across our platform. Um, And uh, on those categories, um, there'll be unique content related to that as well. That will differentiate us. Uh, Also we'll be getting into the e-commerce side of the business uh, with the NFTs, particularly on the film side, we have an opportunity to, you know, uh, with our, with different films that we move into the actual theaters from before our platform, we're working on those deals right now, Mm -hmm. but to be able to buy products that will really grow the community as well. So you really, the two things that we're concentrating on right now, besides, you know, building our our library of film acquisition and starting our original programming is that is the um, you know, how we're going to be different to Mm -hmm. the consumer as well and to make them want to, to sign on and, uh, and to keep them as well.
0: Yeah, community is really big. As you know, I'm big on social. um, And I just feel like that connectiveness, um, you know, and that engagement outside of just, you know, sitting down and turning on the TV and watching content is really important. You mentioned NFTs. That's really interesting. I'm not a Luddite. I actually bought my first uh, few NFTs about a year ago. Um, Mm -hmm. All three of them are underwater. (laughs) That's okay, though. Um, And I kind of get it. Maybe you can talk a little bit about merchandising and alternative forms of, uh, you know, generating revenue, um nfts merchandising um sponsorship have you you know are there other other lessons to be learned from from your plans your upcoming plans for launch
1: i I believe so um with the nfts again we're we're building community uh Mm. we don't really Mm. see that as a big revenue generator we see that as a huge branding opportunity with Mm. our subscribers and really help with our growth um as far as uh the, you know, as far as the different areas that we're getting into and that we're moving the company into, um, I'm keeping, uh, molecule, uh, entertainment streaming platforms, pretty conservative. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not getting into any ancillary businesses, mm-hmm. you know, either, you know, gaming or, mm-hmm. um, something that brings us away from our core business. Okay, um, yep. I'm going to keep us really much, uh, b- Going global, that's huge and number one. Um, but the NFTs and uh, you know offering something different as far as uh, the different um, the different categories, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's going to make a significant difference because uh, we'll be probably one of the only places where a subscriber can get that type of uh, of experience.
0: No, it's good. I mean, there's a, there's something to be said for focus, right? You know, we without naming names, we do know of companies that kind of. Made an entree into gaming gambling <clears throat> and sort of backtracked and you know that might be a bridge too far for some some companies so I think the the focus and keep it simple is uh is a good strategy. Can we talk about live streaming a little bit? Is there going to be a live streaming part of your your strategy
1: so uh on molecule TV that you have the TV networks, so that is okay. an all live streaming uh you know with the TV networks, but uh it's not too early to tell you that you know, they're, we're exploring right now, the opportunity of having our own live news channel within Molecule TV as well. And, uh, you know, we're, right now we're really trying to put that together. It won't mm-hmm. be at first, it will be a couple of years mm-hmm. down the road, but um, today with global news and people want to be up mm-hmm. to date, um, particularly, you know, the millennials and, uh, you know, the Gen Zs, you know, many of them have never had cable before. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to provide them information about what's going on in the world
0: very interesting because if you look at a lot of the traditional broadcasters it's still to this day you know when i turn on my local boston stations it's news you know it's sports it's the local community it gives me sort of location in the universe from a content perspective so that's interesting that you're you you have that as part of your future strategy Mm
1: -hmm. yes we do and and it's a a pretty exciting um because you know the, the person that we're looking at right now to to actually bring this together uh, has an incredible background in sports uh, and with broadcast as well. So, um, you know, it's it, this is definitely on the horizon for us.
0: Oh, so you mentioned sports. Is that going to be part of your content package as well? Because, I mean, it seems like there's a huge amount of money being thrown at, you know, sports licensing rights.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, we will have... Um, Several of the already traditional European and US cable networks in sports mm-hmm. are offered on our Molecule TV product. But we have looked at actually getting into uh, how we'll differentiate ourselves on the live side of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come on that.
0: So most people don't know this, but I played Ultimate Frisbee in college. So I don't know if they have their rights like tied up now. Maybe that's an opportunity, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check it out.
0: Okay. All right. Putting a the plug we'll have to there. Check it out. All right. Definitely. Good. Um, well, listen, we like to personalize these podcasts a little bit. It's not just about the, 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 the industry and what's going on. It's also about the executives and the leaders in the industry. Is there anything EJ, you can tell us about yourself, hobbies, or things that people may not know about you. That's interesting.
1: Uh, well, on the global front, uh, I've traveled to six continents over the course of my career and also, um, you know, work, work and work and personal. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had an opportunity to, um, work with different companies, uh, from the middle East to, uh, to Asia, to, you know, um, from from around the globe, uh, the EU. Um, also, um, right now I'm, uh, part of the, uh, board of advisors for Smith college and particularly working with the Ada Comstock scholars, uh, program. Uh, those are women who've been absent from the college community for five or more years and want to get, want to get a college, uh, college degree. Um, and, um, I'm a big dog enthusiast. I have my wonderful dog and, you know, I, um, I walk about 60 miles a month with her and, um, you know, I'm an avid swimmer. Um, I, I would say, though, uh, at this time, the company keeps me, it's almost yeah. like 24-7. I, I can't uh, expect so too much. But I can,
0: you're and busy. I think you
1: know that. As oh, well. I, I totally mean, know I that.
0: Mean, but hey, wait a minute. Let's go back to dogs. Uh, I have yeah. two Scottish Terriers, our little fur babies. We love them so much. What What breed of dog do you have?
1: I have a lab mix. She's a rescue from Arkansas. She's three years old, and um, I'm thinking about getting another puppy soon here around Christmas time as well. I think that my my dog's name is Martin. and I think she needs a a sister or brother.
0: That's really sweet. I'll tell you what: we got our second dog a year later, and it was the best thing we did. They're best friends. You know, when mm-hmm. we have to leave the house or whatever. They they hang out together. They run in the backyard, and that's a, that's a really nice thing to do. So,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, another great thing about our company is now headquartered in, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, in El Segundo LAX. And, uh, I moved the company from Stanford, Connecticut to, uh, to California. So that's pretty exciting for us right now as well.
0: Congratulations. Well, listen, EJ, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know, um, more about you and your company. Um, congrats on all your success so far in your career, but also with malku entertainment. Um, We'll be keeping an eye out for these launches. Very exciting stuff.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is very exciting. It is very exciting. 2023 is going to be um, an incredible year for us.
0: Awesome. Well, congrats. And thanks again for spending the time with us and our listeners. This is OTT Executive Podcast signing off. Everybody have a great day. Thank you.